What's going on, guys? Today is episode 53. I'm calling it Choosing a Realtor and What to Look Out For. So I'm doing a podcast tomorrow with an interview, and I thought I was debating whether I was going to do my live one today or wait till tomorrow. I decided that I'm going to talk about choosing a realtor, and I decided to do the podcast today as well. So this week's going to be like a double bonus. It is episode 53 today. Tomorrow will be episode 54. So kind of exciting. It's going to be a brief one today, but you know, when looking at the real estate market and you know, like a lot of people are out there, the market is still hot. I mean, it's a little pulled back from where it was and you know, a lot of times people just go on the MLS, they take a look. And of course, you know, when you're looking on the MLS, you're finding different things, whether it's realtor.ca, whether, you know, regardless of what you use, whether it's realtor.ca, whether you get a realtor to send you listings and, you know, which is also an opportunity there. Um, realtors obviously get the stuff first. So that's something to consider, you know, versus doing it on your own. And yeah, like, so when you're choosing a realtor, I mean, we're not all the same. This is what it comes down to. We're not all the same. Not all realtors are the same and we offer different things. Now, a lot of times the perception is that we grab a sign, we stick it in the lot, then we go to Florida and sit margaritas while uh, we collect your money. If life was really that simple, this would be a dream. But there's a lot more work behind that. And again, you know what I mean? Like look at realtor.ca. I'll give you an example. When you're looking there often, that is not as up to date as the MLS. Many, many times, a lot of, you know, I, even when I show people homes, I'll get them sending something to me from realtor.ca and it's actually been sold. And they're like, how, how is it on realtor.ca if it's already been sold? Well, huh. They don't update as fast as the MLS. Now, remember the best part of if you're looking at buying and you use a realtor, it doesn't actually cost you anything. Commissions are paid through the seller. It's never paid through the buyer. Um, so there's really not much of a reason not to use a buyer's agent. So, I mean, a lot of times people think, oh, I'm going to go directly to the listing agent and save money. Well, that's simply really not true. I'm not going to say there isn't instances that things happen, but as a general rule, as an example, I'm going to pretend I'm charging 5%. If you come with your buyer's agent, the buyer's agent gets 2.5% and the listing agent gets 2.5%. If you come to me directly, it just means I'm getting 5%. There's no benefit to you. In fact, it's actually a disadvantage to you because we cannot represent a buyer and a seller at the same time. So what that means is that we're providing you with customer service, not representing you. So we represent the sellers. Our interest is with the seller in that circumstance. If you come with your own agent, then the that your agent will have your interest at heart. That's just one of the breakdown. So now when it comes to listing your home, what should you look out for? That's a very good question, right? And, you know, well, when choosing a realtor, I mean, first thing you should ask for is what, what do they offer? Let the agent tell you what they offer on their own. Listen to what they say because everyone's going to offer different things. Now, if you hear strategies and uh, market plans and whatever and generic, basically means they have no idea what they're doing or they don't know how to clarify it because someone should be very detailed in what they do to help you. Now, there's different options, right? Like, 
obviously you put it on the MLS. Everyone's going to do that. That that's clear. So you're going to put it on MLS. You're going to put a sign in front of your lot. Do you do an open house? Do you want an open house? What are the benefits? What are the benefits of not doing it? Are we still, uh, are we in the clear of COVID? Do you want it during this time? What are your thoughts? That is personal. How does it benefit you? Will that bring buyers? Will that not bring buyers? Um, what's going on in the area? You should, your realtor should know the stats in the area, know the latest sold. They should be presenting you with that. So you know everything that's been happening in the area and the market activity. You know, what's currently for sale, what's been sold, um, what came off the market because it didn't sell. That's the information they should have. Um, so after that, you know, uh, okay, other than the sign, other than open houses, other than MLS, what else are they doing to promote your listing? That per, uh, the, Whoever you're talking to should be very, very specific on some of these things they're going to do. So once they do that, what are the next steps after that? So you're on the MLS. Now what? What are the showings going to be like? How does that work? Is Am I going to be half, out of my house all day long? Um, am I uh, going to, are people calling me direct? Those are answers, you know, they're not going to call you direct. It's going to come from the brokerage, obviously. And yeah, so what if someone knocks on my door and uh, wants to see the house? What should I do? All stuff you should ask your realtor. Now, again, you should know what you're paying for. If you're uh, if you're paying for something and they just, you know, you should know exactly what you're paying for. Now, there's other services, right? What about staging? Does my home need to be staged? Who's going to help me with that, right? Is it is it ready to go? Should Is there things you could do to your house that will help increase the value at sale. So there may be an opportunity there to make small improvements with small dollars, sometimes even free. Sometimes it's just clearing things out and that can actually make it more presentable. And in that case, help actually get the home sold quicker. And, and, you know, often the, you know, the offers will get higher as well. So it could be little things like that. It could, it shouldn't just be putting up a sign. So, Part of staging, it could be a part of it. Not all houses have to be completely staged. Doesn't mean you have to remove all your furniture. Doesn't mean you have to, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's just clearing out the clutter. Sometimes it's a bucket of paint. Paint can work wonders. When there's no marks on the wall and everything looks clean and clear, it looks almost like everything's been you know taken care of and maintained properly. And it looks like it looks like it's been, you know, hardly even used. It makes it more attractive. Right. So it could be little small things like that. Now, that's something that your realtor should go through your house and help you with. If um, they may want to bring in a staging consultant, ask them if they provide that. That's something to consider. So it's a professional who does this, you know, as a living would actually have suggestions on how to make the decor look good. I mean, I'm a guy. Do you think my decor skills are great? I'm OK. I'm passable. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm not an interior decorator. I bring in a staging consultant. Is that a benefit? Absolutely. Doesn't mean I always need it. So you judge it based on the circumstances. But that's something you should ask. What boards are you on? Like if I'm selling in Hamilton, am I going to put it on just the Hamilton board or am I going on the Hamilton and Toronto board? Am I going to go just on the Toronto board? Want to know why? Which ones are you choosing? And, and why are you choosing that? Like if I'm in downtown Toronto, I probably won't, wouldn't list it on the Hamilton Burlington board. It's not something that uh, would benefit the clients. But if I'm in Oakville, Burlington, now we have Toronto agents and we have people in the West going East and we have people in the local community looking in that area. It is beneficial to be on both boards for that. Same thing with Hamilton. 
a lot of times people uh, from Toronto are posting in uh, Hamilton, Grimsby, Brantford, whatever, right? And for whatever reason, they don't post on the local board. They just post on the Toronto board. So is it beneficial to have a realtor that's on both boards? Absolutely. There's no harm. Put it that way. So that's stuff you should know. Um, are they going to print out any pamphlets? Are there any postcards going to be mailed out? Um, how are they promoting the uh, open house? Are they going door knocking? Um, are they working as a solo agent? Do they have a team? What are the team's functions? Stuff like that. It should be asked, right? Like, and, and you know, the more information you get, the better off you're going to be, right? Like, it's just more to real estate than just putting a sign on the lawn. So, and again, you get, so the point is, who pay the staging? Who's going to pay for the stager? Who's going to pay for the staging consultant? What happens when you sell it? Are you, are you know, you're going to have to find a place. How are they going to help you find a place? Do they have anything in the market that's off market that can help you? Um, do they provide you with post sale service such as moving? What do they do to help you with moving? Is there anything? Do they have connections to uh, lawyers? If you need one, do they have, uh, you know, whatever lawyers, um, movers, you know what I mean? Anything that you may require that comes up. Do they know people? what's going to happen there, right? Like everybody offers different options. So you should be asking this stuff. So, you know, closing dates happen. You're going to move. Now, how are you going to move there? What's going to happen there? When do you get the keys? Who get, gives you the keys? Where does the, where happens to the utilities? Like, how do you transfer them? This is all stuff people would know, right? Just some things to ask for. Uh, again, like you got to choose who you're comfortable with. Also, the person has to, you know, you have to feel comfortable with a person. If a person is full of knowledge, but you feel completely uncomfortable with the person, that may not be the person for you. That's okay. Does it, you know, if you have a friend that's a realtor, but you feel uneasy, should you use that person? Maybe, maybe not. If you're uncomfortable, there might be a reason you're uncomfortable. Should you have a conversation with the person? Probably. So, Work with somebody you know, like, and trust. And also, they should be able to give you a detailed plan of what they do. What differs them from somebody else? And everyone offers different things. Those are the things you should know up front, what they do and don't do, and then pick the person you're comfortable with. It's really that simple. Thanks for tuning in to episode 53 of the John Papaloni Show. See you tomorrow.